This is the Changemaker Forum Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number two of the Changemaker Forum Podcast. My name is Jeremy Brown, founder of Startups Give Back and your host for today's episode. We have a fantastic guest with us today, Jeff Kirshner, who is the CEO and founder of Literati. I'm really excited about this company. Jeff and his team are taking a very, very innovative approach to cleaning up our world by utilizing crowdsourcing. So this is a fantastic episode. I learned a lot and I know you will too. So buckle up and enjoy the episode. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeremy. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Uh, so to kick this off, you know, the first question I have for you, and I want to kind of take a step back and go back in time, you know, pre-literati. And I'd love to learn more about you as an individual and uh, how you got to the point of, you know, wanting to launch a company like literati. You know, to be honest, I've sort of slalomed through life. I never had sort of this burning passion or this uh, dream of what I wanted to be when I grew up. I kind of have always looked at life as what do I think would be kind of interesting and cool to do now? And then I've just tried to make that vision a reality. So whether it was uh, bartending for a couple of years or traveling around the world for a year or um, writing a screenplay, like I've just kind of, you know, ticked and tacked backward, backwards and forwards um, to where I currently am. Literati, I sort of fell over ass, you know, sort of fell over ass backwards, if you will, into. Um, I was working on a screenplay and one day took a, a walk in the woods with my kids and that was sort of the beginning of everything. Yeah, I was reading that Medium article that you wrote back in 2013 about, you know, the, the story of, of you being on that walk with your kids and your daughter noticing the, the trash that was on the ground. Can you take us back to that moment in time and, and put us into your shoes and, and how that conversation with your daughter uh, transition to, okay, this is a moment where I think this type of company needs to be, you know, here and now. Sure. So to frame the context, I was sort of immersed in this world of storytelling and writing a script. I had been really working morning, noon, and night for months on, on this particular story idea. And I just kind of needed to, to, to take a break. And so my daughter was four, my son was two. And we just took this walk in the woods here in Oakland and my daughter noticed a plastic tub of cat litter in a Creek. And with this very innocent look on her face, she looked at me and said, daddy, that doesn't go there. And it was angelic, but at the same time, it was eye opening for me, right? Here I am living in the Bay area. This place is known for being environmentally progressive and ecologically responsible. And sadly, everywhere you look, there's litter. And so when she made this comment, it actually reminded me of when I was a kid growing up, I used to go to summer camp and on the morning of visiting day, the camp director would say, quick, everybody go pick up a few pieces of litter. And so you get a couple hundred kids, everybody's picking up a few pieces and we're effectively crowdsourced cleaning the camp. And so I thought, well, why not apply that model to the entire planet? And that was the inspiration for starting Literati. So on that same uh, token there uh, with Literati and, and the idea being born, um, this is a question I like to ask every social entrepreneur that I encounter. Uh, but as it relates to your experience and, you know, 
being the founder of Literati, what is one problem in the world that you believe is worth solving and why? Well, for me, you know, it's around litter. And that's an obvious statement, but I think the why is what's um, both fascinating to me and uh, almost impossible to answer. But, but here's how I look at it. This is a problem that is global in nature, right? It affects us all universally. Right. And it's also incredibly complex. It impacts our economy. It affects the environment. It degrades communities, like our pride or our property value. It kills wildlife, right? How many images of straws up turtles' noses or plastic rings wrapped around birds' necks do we see? Right? And it also now, unfortunately, is poisoning the food system with all the plastic pollution that has made it in, into our ocean. So when you talk about the economy and the environment and communities and wildlife and our own food system, this is a very complex problem. To make matters even more complex or interesting, depending on your perspective, it's not just a man-made problem. So yes, most people think that litter is because people are irresponsibly throwing things on the ground. But I would argue that that's only one contributing factor. You have issues such as poorly designed trash cans where they are overflowing right. or animals are breaking into them. You have the issue of are the waste companies emptying those cans in a timely manner. You have the issue of more and more plastic entering our world. You have sustainable, um, excuse me, non-sustainable forms of packaging. Right, because we live in such a on-the-go. I need to have you know immediate consumption now. Um, so you have all these contributing factors making this problem one of the most complex. Yet at the same time, it's a relatively simple problem to solve conceptually when you think about it from the fact of there's something that doesn't belong where there's something on the ground that belongs elsewhere. Right? There's almost this binary. Well, if you picked up that bottle cap, it now is in its proper place. And if we did that at scale, if we all took that level of responsibility, if we all had that awareness, we actually could solve this problem. Right, right. And you mentioned, you know, better trash cans and, and creating better packaging. Uh, I do want to touch on that in a second, but can you explain what Literati is? Absolutely. Literati is a community that is crowdsourced cleaning the planet one piece of litter at a time. And we have built an iOS and Android app that anybody can download and instantly become part of the solution. Through that process, through those apps, the community is collecting a tremendous amount of data. So that might be the most commonly found brands, or what are the materials that are on the ground, or we're mapping problem areas, understanding seasonal trends. So you have these two components to Literati, this community that's crowdsourced cleaning the planet, and also this massive knowledge base that is being generated by those individuals, by those schools and cities and brands, so that we can get a lot smarter about this problem. And so in that Medium article that I mentioned uh, a little while ago, you mentioned that you were taking pictures using Instagram and then using the hashtag Literati. Was that the start of Literati? Or, was that our, or were you pulling in the data from Instagram into the app and showing it that way? No, it, it was the start. But to be clear, there was no big idea at the time. In fact, there was barely an idea. Um, after 
my daughter made that comment, I took a photograph of a cigarette butt with Instagram. I didn't, there was no rhyme or reason. I just did it. And then I took another photo and another photo and another photo. And I noticed two things happening to me. The first was litter suddenly became artistic and therefore approachable, right? It went from being this blight on the ground that I didn't notice or frankly didn't want anything to do with and transformed into, oh, there's a cool photo opportunity. So that was the first change I noticed in me. The second thing that I noticed was that after the end of a week, I had 50 or 60 photos on my phone and I had picked up and properly discarded each and every piece. And I realized that I was effectively keeping a record of the positive impact I was having on the planet. The same way people measure their caloric intake, the number of steps they take, the number of miles they ride, I was measuring the number of pieces of litter that were no longer on the planet that I was responsible for picking up. And I just thought that was cool. And so I started sharing that with people. And all we were doing at the time was, again, using Instagram, photographing an individual piece of litter and adding that hashtag. Well, it was at that point that I started noticing other people in Instagram using that hashtag, but these were people that I didn't know. And so it sort of started slowly spreading. And I mean, like, at a, at a snail's pace. Right. It wasn't until a few months later that I realized there was some data, like that you could map where those pictures were taken. Mm -hmm. And you could look at the hashtags beyond literati, like plastic or Starbucks or gum wrapper. And that's when I figured out this notion of, we're more than just a collection of pretty pictures. This is becoming a community, albeit small, but it's becoming one. And that community is collecting a ton of data. That was the point in which we said, maybe we need to build our own app. That's really interesting. Uh, out of curiosity, are you a technical individual or do you know how to uh, code? I can't write a single line of code. I'm just a guy at the front of the line telling the story. <laughs> so how did, so I you know this is something that a lot of individuals have a problem with, especially when they're, you know, a non-technical individual, they have this great idea for an app or a website, but they can't do it themselves. From your experience, where did you find the technical talent to put together both the iOS as well as Android app for Literati? I think when you're in that, position you really only have one thing uh to sell if you will and it's a vision mm -hmm. and it's you know hopefully you have a story that is clear and concise and compelling and you know if you can find somebody with the technical skills to build at least you know a prototype or the first version of, of what you want to test or of where your vision is you know, you, you just jump at the, you jump at the chance when you can. I, I really think it's about, you know, convincing people. Like, why should somebody come on this ride with me? And so I think as, I think all founders go through this, right? Like, how do I sell, whether you're selling an investor, the press, consumers, building the community, like, it's always about like, how am I convincing others that this is something that they want to be part of? And so I'm constantly in that uh, role and constantly trying to get better at it. Um, but for finding technical assistance early on, it was literally just that. Like I happened to know some people who could do those things. And I was fortunate enough that they believed in the, in the mission and wanted to be part of it. Right. It's all about the story. I think it really is. 
So one thing that I, you know, when I first came across Literati um, and I went to the website and I checked out um, the global map, I got pumped by it because you know, it was really interesting to see, you know, in the different geographical locations, you know, what areas were the dirtiest or, or which areas had the most litter. And out of curiosity, what are your plans to turn that data into something that can you know, benefit cities, governments, et cetera? So we have what we call stories of impact. If you go back to what I said earlier, our mission is to empower others to create an impact, right? It doesn't matter if you're a school, a city, an individual, a brand. Like we want to build a tool that anyone can use. And so I'll give you an example of a story of impact. There were a group of uh, fifth graders that picked up 1,247 pieces of litter on their schoolyard. And they learned from the data that the most common type of litter were the plastic straw wrappers from their own cafeteria. So these fifth graders went to their principal and asked, why are we still buying straws? And they stopped. That's going to have a great effect on their schoolyard from here on out. Right? That's the idea behind the platform. How does the technology provide data that leads to insights that can drive an action to make a really positive difference, right? Or the city of San Francisco we worked with, they wanted to understand what percentage of litter came from cigarettes. So long before we existed, they did this, but they collected that data using pencils and clipboards. Hmm. So they had people walking around the streets, they collected this information, and they created a 20 cent tax on all cigarette sales. The city then got sued by the tobacco industry who claim that pencils and clipboards as a collection methodology wasn't precise nor provable. And so we helped the city because everything, you know, the way Literati works is you simply take a photograph and then all that information is gathered. Um, we helped the city provide, we provided the city with the data and it was used to not only defend, but double the 20 cent tax. Mm. So now all of that money goes right back into the city to help San Francisco clean itself up. That's an example of how a city can use the data to benefit itself. And the earlier example is how a school can use data to benefit itself. And you know, our belief is that there are countless potential stories of impact around the world. And what's nice is that we're starting to see them surface all the time. That's amazing. And it goes back to, you know, what you said earlier about um, having this data can lead to creating better trash cans or better packaging. You know, I feel like the crowdsourcing methodology and approach to, um, you know, collecting and mapping the trash around the world has a huge benefit in terms of, of, you know, reducing pollution and all these things. So super amazing job what you're doing right so far. Thank you. And, and I would agree, like the potential to crowdsource that information for a global problem is, is really wonderful. And at the same time, really difficult. One of, I think, our biggest challenges is convincing somebody, back to, the, back to telling a convincing story, like how do I convince somebody that this is something worth doing, mm -hmm. right? Because most people, if you, if you traditionally look at the action of like picking up a piece of litter, it's isolated and quiet, right? If you're living in uh, Hanoi and I'm living in Helsinki, we don't know that one another exists. And the bottle cap that you pick up on the street and the bottle cap that I pick up on the street are, again, individualized and isolated. And unfortunately, that creates a feeling of overwhelm because the problem is so massive that your feeling is, what difference would it possibly make if I picked up this one bottle cap? 
where literati is starting to solve that is that the technology serves as a unifying umbrella it takes that individual isolated act and makes it social and shareable now you and i both know each other exists and we both recognize that we're taking the same simple action for the greater common good and suddenly that feeling of overwhelm turns into one of inspiration and when you multiply that by the tens of thousands of other literati members around the world and hopefully someday millions of others now you've got the ability to really create change but that's hard right so we have to make sure that we build and design a technology that's really fun to use dare i say you know magical in its experience mm -hmm. and collect a very um comprehensive data set along the way so how are you bringing those communities together how are you uh bringing literati users together and, and is there anything uh beyond the app that you're doing to kind of mobilize that community we are so we have uh, a presence on all the major social networks like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Um, but frankly, those are sort of like the low table stakes. So I, I'll give you sort of a, a, a fun example. Every Friday, we do what's called a Friday caption contest. We feature one person's photograph from somewhere in the world and there's a caption contest. Is that gonna change the world? Of course not. But is that one way of just bringing this community a little bit closer together? It absolutely is. We also tend to often shine a spotlight on somebody who has created a story of impact. Mm -hmm. And we will spread that either through an email newsletter or across social media to the rest of the community. Where I think we're really gonna start to connect each, uh, each of the individuals is within the app. So that's one of the things that's in the product roadmap now is starting to bring in much more of a community feel um, to the application experience so that people, again, know that, hey, I'm not just, this isn't just an app to pick up litter. This is really a community mm -hmm. and I can play a small role in this community. Um, and that's where we're headed. Awesome. And you recently launched Literati 2.0. Um, and one of the things I'm really excited about are the Literati clubs. Uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, the 2.0 release um, and also, you know, Literati clubs and, and what that is? Sure. So 2.0 for us was really a couple of things. One, we needed to go back and sort of rebuild everything from the ground up just so that it could scale with the growth that we were seeing. That was obviously not visible to the community. Um, what we did that was visible to the community was we launched, as you mentioned, Literati Clubs. And that really came out of requests from the communities, mostly from schools, frankly. So schools were saying, hey, we want to see our data, our impact, in aggregate. We want to see the combined impact of all of our students. So we launched Literati Clubs as a way for people to be part of a group within Literati. Um, I am blown away by the amount of clubs that have created. There's already been uh, over a thousand clubs created in the first month and they're all over the world. And, and what's nice about that is it gives people a sense of, again, belonging, right? People, if you, if you look at the sports world or, you know, even motorcycles, people belong to clubs and they feel a sense of pride around that. And so that's one way of us bringing the community closer together. Um, we also introduced a smarter tagging system. And so, you know, for us, where we eventually wanna go is image recognition, machine learning, and really, again, providing this simple and magical experience to the end user. So that was sort of the first step by creating a, a smarter tagging system in the app. 
Um, there's some other things that are about to uh, be launched within Literati 2.0, like an in-app map. Um, but, you know, there, that's probably a few weeks out still. But we're, we're excited by it. Um, that being said, we know we got a lot of work to do. Um, cleaning the planet ain't easy. It's and uh, we're just trying to <laughs> trying to get there one piece at a time. Right. Uh, for the in-app map, is that going to be similar to the global map that's on the Literati website right now? It will, but you'll have the ability to filter so that you can just see your own impact uh, within the greater community. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. You know, one of the challenges there is, as of today, we have uh, a little over 1.5 million pieces that have been mapped. And, you know, it's growing at a clip of, you know, over 100,000 a month. And so placing all that data, positioning all those geopins is, is not trivial. And so you mentioned uh, over a million pieces of uh, litter mapped. Were there any brands uh, that, you know, stood out to you? Like, oh, I didn't, you know, there, there was a lot of trash for X brand or Y brand. Um, truthfully, I have not been surprised by the brands that we're seeing. So it's, you know, Starbucks, Taco Bell. Coke, Pepsi, Red Bull, Wrigley's, Trident. And, and that's not what's been a surprise. What has been a surprise to me are some of the brands that we're seeing the, around the world where I didn't, I, I'd never heard of those brands. So one, as an example, uh, is a brand called Antiflu uh, that is found in the Netherlands. Um, there's a couple others that fall into that category, but what it has done, to, the realization that I've had is, again, just how complex this problem is right? There is so much litter on the ground that we just don't see it anymore. It is blending into the background of our lives. And I think one of the potentials of Literati is that it can bring that um, picture to the forefront, right? It doesn't have to be blended into the background. We can use technology and data to literally start to visualize the problem. And once we do that, once we understand at a granular level, just what we're dealing with, that's when we can start to truly solve this problem. And that's why we exist. What are some of the lessons that you've learned um, you're running Literati as a social entrepreneur? Oh, there are so many. Um, I think one lesson that I've learned is, uh, you know, if you're going to try and build something, uh, it's always kind of good to start with something that really upsets you. Like, I mean, something that really pisses you off because the reality is that if it really upsets you, it probably really upsets others. And that's a great way of finding people who might want to become part of your team, might be, want to become part of your community. So I, I think that's, you know, that's sort of like, what's the problem worth solving is, is a great question to ask. And it's something I've learned in this journey. Another thing I've learned is that um, there is definitely no linear path forward. You know, there are so many obstacles and challenges and hurdles that will appear um, that you have to be uh, nimble enough to, 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 to move in directions that you didn't foresee. Um, one of the questions I get asked constantly is, what is the, you know, one trait you think is most important to entrepreneurs? And I think it's a difficult question to answer, but for me, it's, it's really resilience. Mm -hmm. um, like, yes, having a vision is important. Yes, having a network is important. Yes, um, having sort of a clear strategy. Those are obviously all important. But I think for me, it's been 
resilience. Like there are so many reasons you should quit. There are so many people who think you're crazy. There are so many days that, you know, you're there watching your bank account go in the wrong direction or hearing something didn't go the way you thought it would. Right. And it's hard to keep going. One of the nice things or one of the advantages of, of trying to solve a social problem is that, you know, many of us in this world, we're not waking up because of the paycheck. We're waking up because of the purpose. Right. And that I have, I have found has, has been a helpful thing along the way. You know, as you say that, it, it reminds me of, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but this graphic uh, about success. And uh, there's two sides of the graphic. One side is, you know, point A and point B, there's a straight line. And the caption is, this is what we think, or the reality of success is. And then on the other side, what the actual reality of success is, is a squiggly line, right? It, it goes all over the place. There is no straight line. Like right. So on the flip side of the coin, what are some things that uh, you have found difficult as you, as you're growing literati? I think there's a million things, I, you know, difficult could be, um, how do you deal with, uh, you know, somebody in the community who isn't behaving in the way that you think they should? Not that they're, you know, whether they're breaking terms of service or whether they're just doing, I don't necessarily mean like a bad apple. I mean, what if someone is just doing something that you never envisioned? That can be difficult because suddenly you have to consider like, wait, is that something valuable? Do we need to spend some cycles on that? Is that worth focusing on? Um, that can be difficult. It can be difficult trying to recruit for any role. Um, it can be difficult trying to recruit for a role when you don't have tons of um, resources to, to offer them. It can be difficult to ensure your team is always telling the consistent story. Um, there's so many things that are difficult. Um, and it's, what's been fascinating to me is how almost every day, not every day necessarily, but it's often where I think just when we have things figured out, something new and unexpected comes along that is difficult in a way that we never imagined or that we haven't seen. And I think that's part of like, in a way, the fun of, of building a startup or the fun and, and challenge and, and trying to solve a complex problem. Like it never gets old. Those difficulties, if you can shift your perspective and, and look at them as sort of like really interesting puzzles or, or challenges, um, I think that's a healthy way to go about it. Uh, that's a long-winded answer to your question, but the difficulties are an endless list. And if they, if they weren't, um, I think everybody would be trying to do this. Do you have any example, maybe an example or two, uh, where users were using Literati in a, in a way you didn't anticipate? Yes. So we currently, in, in the first version of, well, I should say in the second version of the app, there's no social sharing feature, right? You can't like uh, click to tweet or, or share out onto any social media. But a bunch of our community has started doing that anyway. So they're taking screenshots of, you know, their impact or a particular piece of litter they picked up. Uh, or they're taking their data and overlaying it on other maps and mashing things up and then posting that on you know, places like Twitter and Facebook. That's fascinating. And you know, that, that was totally unexpected. But our position is, 
that's wonderful. It's showing us what the community wants to do. So then we internally think about like, okay, do we have the resources to go build something to make that easier for them to do? Like, how do we empower the community to do more of what it's already doing? So th that's one example that, that I think has taught us quite a bit. Awesome. All right, last question for you, Jeff. Uh, where can people find more about Literati as well as yourself? You can go to literati.org. Um, that's a good place to start. Uh, you can certainly download either the iOS or Android app for free. We would love to have you join this community and, and be part of the solution. Uh, you can find me personally uh, at Jeff Kirshner on Twitter. Um, that's a good place. And uh, yeah, we, we'd really, you know, we'd welcome anybody to, to come and give us feedback and uh, not only become part of this community, but tell us how we can improve. Awesome. Jeff, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. And Jeremy, I really appreciate you uh, allowing me to share our story. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Changemaker Forum podcast. I hope you got a lot of value out of this episode. If you did, it would be amazing if you shared it on your favorite social network, whether that's LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, or something else. So with that being said, stay tuned for the next episode.